0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yes!
1: Cowboys! This, 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 is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters <laughs> at the Star in Frisco.
2: Hand Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs
1: it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game mm-hmm. and the official chip and dip. Cool. Cool. Chip? Chip? And the dip of Talking Cowboys. My carbs for the day. Yes, all the carbs. You've been doing a good job, by the way. You're looking sleek. You're looking fantastic in this velvet. It's not velvet. Is, is it Velcro? No. What is it? I don't know. I was I don't even know what kind of, what kind of uh, jacket that is. It's alpaca.
0: No, it's Oh, not. my gosh. No, it's
1: Everybody's you. looking nice and buttoned up today. We've got TV shows and we've got brunch. Is that what that is? Yeah. That's what she told me. Yeah, I was taking somebody, mom in the front. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I like it. I think you look spazzy back there. Spizzy, spizzy, whatever the. the I got you, though. I don't know what it is, but glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback. We've Hello. got Chris Beam in the back. No Rob Phillips again for the second straight day, but do not worry. Don't fret. Rob Phillips is back tomorrow. For so sure. We will have a Say It With Your Chest Friday with all four quarters of. Talking Cowboys, thank you, Chris. That's the perfect way to summarize not having Rob Phillips, but we do have Isaiah in the Rob P Island chair, mm-hmm. trying to get close to greatness. Try as my best, always. man. Try my best. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. 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 Swirl. How about uh, how about even better after yesterday's practice report for the Cowboys? Mm. Felt pretty good about that, right? Mm. Getting Randy Gregory Neville Gallimore oh, back on the practice field—kind of mm. what we had anticipated. But at the same time, you also didn't have any Tony Pollard out there. Oh, no.
0: Uh-oh. That's one thing. I, I was really happy to hear about no one COVID
1: listed. That's another huge win. <laughs> Mike McCarthy back in the building. <laughs> yeah. as of, he even joked around yesterday as of 12.01 a.m. today, which <laughs> would have been a minute after midnight. And that's that's huge. So everybody's off the COVID list. Right, Everybody's good at the moment. Knock on wood. Where's that wood? We got to knock is. on it. But – that's that is that's a huge key to to having everyone back. Do you feel like that's an added Boots to this team of having just regalvanizing the coaching staff and kind of getting back to your roles? Health in general.
0: Health in general, but you know, it's it's amazing how you go through a season having to check who's on the injury report um, and COVID report. That's the biggest thing. I mean, we didn't have our coach, our head coach last game, and just to hear that he's back in the building, I think, in Philbin and other assistants, you know, although we have more coaches on the staff than any other team, um, obviously, just having guys back healthy is going to be a boost for this
1: team, I believe. How much is that a boost for guys Not even just the players and and looking around and seeing their coaches back, which is obviously going to be a confidence level that's higher than it was without those guys, but really for the coaches that had to do two, three, four jobs at a time. I mean, you talk about the the guys who had to fill in for the head coach. Dan Quinn, of course. You talk about the offensive line coaches and having uh, Wells jump over from the tight end spot to coach the offensive line. How much of a relief is that? I don't know how much I don't know how much of a relief it is I think those guys real honestly they're
2: competitors so they look forward to those opportunities too they don't look forward to the situation presenting itself but once it does you know they're not going to back down from it uh, I think every coach on this staff looks for opportunities to try to expand and kind of prove to themselves what they are and what their capabilities are so whenever those type of situations present in your know, rear their head you know I think those guys step up um, you know willingly um, but I am now concerned with their backfield mm. the heck's going on there
1: you talk about running back,
2: yeah, yeah. What's going on? TP doesn't go to practice, you know, and doesn't practice. He's over there with Britt and those guys, and then we sign somebody else, so we have Clement already. Mm-hmm. What is this an indication of? That's so my question.
1: There, yeah, that was the that's the three things that you can talk about when you, it comes to the running back position. Is one Ezekiel Elliott, despite the knee concerns, is one practicing. Two, they actually got a really good report on Zeke and said that his his knee injury at the moment, will not require any offseason surgery, which is huge to say that it's healing up and it's looking better. And so that's a positive spin. But then a not-so-positive spin, Tony Pollard dealing with a foot injury, spent time off the practice field yesterday, was with the athletic trainers and on the bands with Britt Brown and company and trying to get back and ready to go. So the Cowboys are anticipating both of those guys playing. Mm. But then they go out and sign Edo Smith, a five nine, hundred ninety five pound, very scat-back type of player. He's actually went to Southern Miss and is pretty good little back. But he's been around the league for quite some time. They go out and get him veteran. So is that an indication that there maybe isn't a chance that those two guys play on Saturday? And I guess asking you when you have you
0: bring in guys to the practice squad mid season, it's just you know obviously shoring up the position in a way uh, if all else fails but i don't think that this time to take the glass off the panic button am i am i Not just yet. too am i just too laid back about it because we've gone through yeah. situations throughout the week where Ezekiel Elliott has been hurt and been on the uh, bands with Britt uh and maybe we're going through the same thing with Tony Pollard i watched the game just trying to find when he actually hurt uh his foot i couldn't find it because yeah. the last thing i saw Tony Pollard was running by somebody and they didn't even have him in an angle so wow <laughs> so, I, I don't know down
1: the sideline yeah you
0: know so i'm just evaluating that just to see exactly what it is but obviously it's enough to keep him out of practice but if they feel like he's going to be
2: healthy and ready to go against Washington then hell who am I to panic I wouldn't say panic mode but you know you, you don't you don't panic with your finances but you prepare for, for a worst case scenario right so I mean th- this is what an indication of that I don't think this is something that you can ignore they have running backs on their roster you know they have Zeke they have Pollard they have Clements right they, so they have some guys on their roster already so to bring somebody else now From the crib and put him on your practice squad. Now you're prepping him for the just in case, right? Obviously Zeke has not been healthy. I don't care what nobody says. Zeke has not been healthy. He's been playing through it, Mm -hmm. right? But he has not been healthy. Therefore, he has not been Zeke or even a reflection of what Zeke has been. So we know Zeke is injured, but he's not missing practice time, right? Yeah. Then we have TP, who actually is now missing practice time, and he didn't appear to be injured at all. Being that it's a foot injury, we don't know the complexity of the injury, but being that it's a foot, trust me, I've blown my foot out before. I know about those. Mm. It takes one bad cut. One bad cut for whatever he may be dealing with, and it's now inflamed. Because it's a foot, right? So you got Zeke, who's not healthy, but playing through it. He, said he already has a quote on there saying, you have to drag me off the field. Well, mm-hmm. we hope we don't get to that point. And then you have his guy that has a change of pace back, who is his fill-in, TP, who's now missing time, and who has possibly an injury that requires one bad cut, That not even, not even a non-contact potential injury, can remove him off the field. And now you're possibly down to Clement and now the Edo
1: that you just brought out to the roster. So not panicking, but... Have your antennas up. <laughs> you, got, you got your concerns. Yeah, And I think that's fair to say because, I mean, how thin do you look at this running back position now as opposed to what you had maybe going into training camp? You thought you had Rico Dowdle back behind Pollard and Zeke. You had Alana Lua back there yeah. as well. Both of those guys had great training camps up until the point where they got injured. So now you, you have to go to the Corey Clement side, who's played a, a decent amount of time on special teams. He's been a nice little fill-in. I. Without those two guys, though, you feel severely limited in your run game.
0: You know, I think going back to the interview uh, from 105.3, the fan uh, Jerry Jones was uh, speaking and talking about Zeke being the glue of this team. I really would – and I was excited about that, Kyle, because, you know, we do interviews with coaches – College coaches, football coaches, uh, yeah. high school coaches. And one of my main questions is, who's your glue guy? Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Who's the glue guy? And, and and I ask that question because I feel like when you have a glue guy that's a uniter, that is the guy that everybody looks to for leadership, and he's the one that's putting it on the line, and there's been so much being talked about about Zeke and this injury. But at the same, him being injured, but playing through that, I think that catapults your whole team, that everybody's nicked, and you talked about it during this time of the season, everybody's a little hurt hurt, right? Uh, But guys are playing through things because our main guy the guy that leads us is playing through it you yeah. know and well, i'll take a i'll take a one out of page out of uh, the great nate newton and nate said you know if he could stand if a mule could stand he'll work right he's like a mule and he was talking about emmett smith uh in the the game versus new york giants to to seal home field advantage where he completely sublocked his his well his shoulder was out of place yeah. right and so you he's a hero around here because of the way that he played in that game For some reason, Zeke and his toughness is viewed and looked at completely differently. But he's playing through it. It's not a tear. It's not something he's going to have to have surgery on at the end of the year. So, obviously, the 10-day rest that they got, I think that he's going to be a lot better. But I also feel as though this should be his time of the year. We want him, obviously, to be healthier. I don't want him to play, obviously, if he's injured. But – These are the things that get guys the glory that they want. If you're not contributing, then that's a whole other thing. But just to say, hey, man, you need to sit and go away, you know, and I'm not saying that anybody here is saying that. I'm just saying particularly Zeke and his toughness and him saying that, hey, you're going to have to drag me off. That sends a message to everybody that, look,
2: man, I'm in it. And I don't think there's – anybody is questioning his toughness. I don't think that anybody's questioning his toughness nor his ability to produce when healthy. But the reality is he's not healthy. And he's not productive in the running game right now because of his because of this knee injury. Whatever he has sustained, it's affecting his ability to run efficiently. I don't think there's any question marks around that.
0: But can I ask you this? Yep. With the offensive line, and we've seen the, the, the musical chairs that we played up front in the offensive line, do you think that, and even coming from last year and the way that teams have been Pretty much daring Dak to throw the ball yeah. into these seven, eight-man boxes. Do you think any of those things have anything to do with his production?
2: Uh, I would say yes. I mean, obviously the offensive line always plays a part in any running back's production unless you're Barry Sanders. <laughs> but <laughs> but his, what we saw last week, we can just go to what we saw last week, with the holes that were there, even the times that he got through the holes, that was a – I don't know what that was a – a fraction of what Zeke is—he was limping, he was he was gimpy, he was slow, he had no acceleration, and he could be a dog. He could be—he is all those things. He's a dog. He's a physical specimen. He has mental, you know, fortitude. He's—he's going to grind it out. He's going to be your leader. He's all those things. But that doesn't make you a productive running back on the field. And I don't think that the, the, he, that he is that right now simply because of his hindrance with his injury. Mm-hmm. Now you 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 uh, you pair that up with the fact that now Pollard. Has something that he's dealing with, right. and now that worries me. Mm-hmm. That worries me because now, even when Zeke's not, even, Zeke was reverted, was reverted to a third down back, it's simply in there just to block. Exactly because his ability to be able to, to to diagnose the defense, what they have going on, and be able to negate uh, some kind of a factor that they are they're they're imposing on Dak. So that's why he was really out there mm-hmm. as a threat, and also his ability to keep people off Dak's back. He can do that all day long, but he's not toting the ball. So if you take Zeke out the running game, the running game, and you take Pollard out the running game, if an injury occurs, if this thing gets worse or whatever it has flares back up, now you really don't have a running game that we're already struggling with with those guys in the
0: picture. And, and I know you're gonna you're gonna go forward with the matchups and everything in in this in this game.
1: So I like this conversation though because I think it is a concern because it, at some point. In the last couple of weeks when Zeke hasn't looked like Zeke, you at least had the to, the fallback of saying, Tony Pollard's here. Tony Pollard's going to take this yeah. rock, and he's going to have a 58-yard touchdown run that opened up the game completely for your offense. So there is that concern. But I agree with you in the fact that I think there's a lot of the wrong idea, the wrong perception of Ezekiel Elliott by playing through this because Mm. he is that glue guy because he is the guy and and going back to the conversations that you and I have with these college and high school coaches for the most part it's either an offensive lineman it's a quarterback it's never the tailback it is almost never the, the halfback there are a couple exceptions of course but Zeke is that guy, and he's been that glue guy for a couple of years now. And I think Mike McCarthy knows that. I think Amari Cooper's another one of those guys that this year, early in the year, we heard him talk about saying, in order to be the best, and I want to be the best, I have to be on the field. Right. I have to be healthy. I have to play through whatever's nicking at me. I think Zeke probably picked up a little bit of that too. He knows that, hey, he, I can help this team when I'm on the field. And especially now with Tony Pollard out, he's going to have to help the team out. And yeah. hopefully this 10 days does do that.
0: And I, and I think it also, it for Cowboy Nation, a lot of people are looking at what's going on with the running game. But then you look at where the running game work, ranks in the NFL. And I believe it's still, still, top 10. It's still a top 10 running yeah. game. And and so uh, it's hard to panic when you look at the numbers and you see it. But then if I told you that running in general in the league was down without actually looking at a stat, I'm sure you would believe me oh, because yeah. of
2: the way that teams yeah, are throwing and, the ball. And, and the league has changed, right? So, again, you guys know I'm not a big stat guy or by any means. But the, this team, I don't care how many receivers we get, I don't care what we have at the quarterback position, this team is, revolves around the ground game. And most offenses do. There's very few that just can just light you up uh, with the air raid offense. Okay, so Dallas's inability to run the ball has affected their ability to win ball games. That is a fact. That's a fact. Over the last five games or so. Yeah, I mean, which were they? They lost three of four at one point in time, right? So. That is a fact. This team needs to be able to run the ball. Now, can Dak throw the ball 50 times? We've seen it happen. Yes, he can throw the ball 50 times. Does he have the receivers out there? Absolutely. Is that an effective way to win ball games with this team? No. So at the end of the day, regardless of what we can do around these issues that we're having sustaining, you have to create a ground game.
1: And if you don't have a ground game and your and your opponents do, you're gonna be in trouble. You're limited. I mean, it goes back to the six-game win streak. When everything was going right, what was the thing that was leading the way? The running game. The ground game.
0: But let me ask you this. You know, obviously, and I've already asked this question and pointed to the injuries and everything that we had, but also – you're going up against professionals here and def- defensive coordinators are not going to allow you to get away with things that what you, you want to yeah, do. Yeah, once we see that, okay, <laughs> you bring in Conor McGovern as a fullback, okay, we know where you're going with mm-hmm. this. You know, and so teams have adjusted. Mm-hmm. Regardless of Vic Vangio's mm-hmm. claim that he came up with the, the recipe of the, the blueprint to beat you, you've seen teams make the adjustment. I think that adjustment started versus the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were one of the first teams to say we're going to crowd the line of scrimmage, this we're right. going to body you on the outside, and we're okay. going to dare Dak to fight Minded. And hell, walk off home run, you know, uh, in overtime is what he's shown. Since the injury, since then, since the the musical chairs at the offensive line position, you've seen our offense not be able to generate that kind of uh, rushing. Um, and it's because teams are just, again, crowding the line of scrimmage and we don't have that Take a drink. Continuity at the offensive line that's been plaguing us. I think we get back to that. I think you have to because you just pointed out if you go up against a team that has a running game and you don't, what can they do? They can sustain drives. They can milk the clock. And if you do three, if you have a three and out, you're just putting your defense out there to drive.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bad situation, and I'm, I'm going to double down on the fact that you know I think Jerry Jones gave Dak a, a scapegoat. I'd be honest with you. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I think he gave him a scapegoat the other day when he said that it was the receivers that were running their routes, oh, shorts and all that. Jazz. Come on. didn't like it. didn't like Sam. the comments. Didn't like it at all. Didn't like it at all. I didn't did not like that. You at felt all. like he threw he threw the receivers under the bus. I feel like he threw the receivers under the bus and he gave gave Dacca exit.
1: And this is a former quarterback and yeah, he wide gave him receiver. An exit. The reality right. is In this. the reality right. is since
2: <laughs> since Dak's injury to yeah. his calf,
1: his his
2: mechanics have been off. The, there are pockets that Dak is not stepping up into. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of balls that he's throwing off his back leg. His form is bad. His delivery is bad. Yeah. His accuracy is not there. So, all these things, you pair that up with, and that's something that he can correct, right? He can correct that yeah, out Yeah, that's out, all out, fixable. That's all fixable out here in the practice field, but he yeah. has to show it, right? Mm-hmm. He has to show it. He has to take it from the practice field or from his mind and, and make it physical into the actual game. You pair those bad mechanics up. They reflect in they, they, those bad mechanics reflect in a two out of 13 on third down.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And then you pair that up with the inability to have a ground game and
1: injured running backs. It's a
2: bad combination. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm You're saying. You're not
1: saying Dak Prescott has been playing poorly. You're saying his mechanics his are mechanics off. His mechanics are putting just this, a little yeah, bit off. He has to sure them up. Because there are times when Dak Prescott, especially in that Saints game, were making just the oh, perfect throw. Oh, do some dimes now. Absolutely. Just dots to yeah. his receivers. But there were other times, like you said, that missed wide open guys and missed first down opportunities in multiple things of the of the sort. And actually, we're looking at there's a monitor in here with NFL Network, and it's got Jerry Jones says why Cowboys wide yeah, receivers didn't like need that. to run better routes. <laughs> so like how that. about that for timing? <laughs> yeah.
0: But what about, ball. I mean, and, and even this week, you know, you heard C.D. Lamb in an interview talk about that fourth down play where yeah. he was supposed to be a little bit more shallow or more to the outside where the ball would, would land to him. and he, They would have had success. But he threw himself on the sword and said, I didn't I misheard what was going on and then at the and then in the same breath for the last, those five game stretches that you're talking about we're playing without key guys at positions whether it be the concussion yep. or whether it be covid uh mm-hmm. for Amari Cooper uh and guys taking reps that they wouldn't necessarily be taken. Okay. I, I think Cedric Wilson, all of these guys, Noah Brown, would also, with the amount of reps that they got, they're not used to that. Again, no excuses for that, mm-hmm. all right, because you get enough practice and you get enough reps to be able to shore those things up. But just going back to what you said about Dak, Dak came into the league as a fourth-round draft pick, and everybody, when I watched him in Mississippi State, I thought he was just dynamic as a runner, and he still could throw the ball, but the mechanics were never there. Those were things that he had to acquire mm-hmm. over his Career and sometimes, especially when you're hurting, and again, this sounds like an excuse for me uh, for Dak that when you're dealing with an injury, sometimes your mechanics they suffer The with either be with the, the calf mm-hmm. injury or whatever it is. I think he's played cleanly enough mm-hmm. throughout his uh, throughout his career that we un- that I, at least I believe. That he can still make all the throws, and oh, if yeah. he and if he can actually get back to being mechanically sound, like you're talking about, Agreed. then we're talking about the number, and we're obviously talking about the quarterback that has the number one offense in yeah, the hey, league. Yeah, it's still hey, the number hey, one. I,
2: I will not dispute the, the ifs and the, and, the, and the what ifs, right? Right but, on. If, but you and I both know, if if was a fifth, if, we'd be drunk in <laughs> here. exactly. So he has to do it he has to do it. And he's fully capable of doing it. Right on. But he has to get back to doing it. If we want to have any opportunity of talking about playoffs and NFC East, championship and all that stuff, you have to be more effective at that position. Gotcha. We have to be able to run the ball effectively with healthy backs. right? And you got to improve upon your third down. Both of those things have a part in that number True because indeed. you're not going to go any further than hopefully even the first round if that if that continues.
1: I love the amount of like coaching cliches that are used on this show and that shows that we've been around coaches for a long time. <laughs> Yesterday was, hope is not a strategy today. Is if 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 we're, th- we're a fifth. And that's, a- some,
0: that's some hood stuff. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> 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 that that's just straight up. <laughs> oh goodness! All
1: right, let's take our first break. When we come back, who could this offense be exposed by from the Washington football team? We continue previewing Cowboys offense versus Washington defense. When we return with more talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at That is jobs at oh, oh, you're
2: not far off from freaking Rob. Yeah, I know, bro. What you I've got? The library cards in there?
1: <laughs> I've hidden in the back. <laughs> I've still got my like student ID. You still got your dare card. I've in got there? my my go kart <laughs> VIP yeah, member.
0: No, don't make. Look, here's the thing. Let's not make. Bro, does I'm that not, have a flip?
1: It's, look, it's actually like a go kart. They have memory. like a flip up portion. Yeah, it too? does. It's
2: got my ID oh, on it.
1: Like a whole another. My ID picture. Jesus. Don't show the camera. Wow. That would be good. That's uh yeah, yeah. That's duh. a three ring. Yeah, it's got like three different things to it. i has got a, a lot of punch no, cards. I mean, that's a three ring. I eat a lot of tacos. That's, <laughs> that's what the that thing, is. man. You're a boy scout. You could prepare <laughs> like you got. You have a
0: band <laughs> aid in there somewhere. There's so, there's a, there's a, life, oh, a a way to make a campfire not, not in
1: there, not in there, but in the in the truck. I you do. Know, I sure. know you do. Yeah. We, have, we have these things called cell
2: phones. This Is the new digital age? It's kind of crazy. You can put a lot of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Right on there. You I don't trust, trust it. it. You don't
2: trust it. Yeah, no. old
1: school. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't See, trust it. He on his been, way. I've I mean, how, how many things are for? laminated in there right now? Laminated? How many laminated cars? <laughs> <do> you <laughs> I don't think I have any. Uh, hey, maybe one. Christmas list? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have any laminated things. Wait. I've also got like one of those little tile things because I lose my wallet all the time. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know,
0: I yeah. just lose it's The ongoing joke, leaving stadiums that I've.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, me and Heckman will walk out of a stadium, Heckman will be like, You got your wallet? <laughs> you got your just, keys? Oh, <laughs> you got your man. phone? <laughs> got just it all? Was, that's what it is. That's how it goes. All right, glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. And we were just talking about the Cowboys offense and the Washington defense, if you're just joining us. And I wanted to ask you this question about the Washington football team. This is a defense that's been playing really well over the last four weeks. You talk about a complete turnaround in five of their first six games of the year, they had allowed at least 29 points. At least. For the most part, it was up over 30. Yeah, Five of their first they six. They were horrible. They were not good <laughs> at all. And then they turn around, and even without some of their key pieces, like a Chase Young, especially off the edge, a, a top pick in the draft a couple years ago, an Ohio State Buckeye edge rusher that is one of the young stars in the league, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. So with that being said, they shouldn't be as good, right? Wrong. They've been really good the last four weeks and have really turned it around since the bye week. Huge credit to Ron Rivera and company to getting to that point. But, Isaiah, when you look at this defense and you see some of the ways that they could expose the Cowboys' offense, which one's the number one way that they could do that? Just their defensive front. I mean, they're, they're missing some guys. They're definitely missing
2: some guys, but they're they still pretty pretty stout up front. They're, no Montez uh,
1: Sweat because he's on the COVID no list.
2: No Montez. Yep. They, uh, who else are they missing up there? Um... Yeah, It's really about it. Honestly, yeah, that's really about They've it. They've got everybody I mean, else. They still got Big John Allen in there. Um, they got you know Holcomb at linebacker does a great job for them. They they are they're 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 pretty strong. They're they're strong at the point of contact, and that's these guys are I think they're third in the league right now in terms of uh, yards rushing allowed, ninety um. ninety one yards, something like that. So yes. I mean, these guys are not allowing you to run the ball, which doesn't necessarily bode well for, for the right whole now. conversation we just had. Yeah, the whole yep. conversation. We just had. Uh, <laughs> but at that, at that same token, these guys are thirtieth in the league in terms of yards allowed in the air. So uh, it's something that we can definitely exploit in that regard. But you know, running running the ball, as we just talked about, it's it's, a, it's essential to the success of the Dallas Cowboys. Can they win without it? Yes. But that's not the way in which you want to approach this game. Well, Deron Payne has been a pain uh, for us, and he's
0: been over the top of Connor Williams for a lot of these matchups that we had last year mm-hmm. specifically. I think now that we've gone with Connor McGovern, I'm excited to see how this matchup goes. Mm-hmm. And last year when we played them, and, and just I have to talk about this, a lot of people talk about the uh, when Dalton Schultz was pounded Yep. Uh, on, on the carpet and, and no one said anything about or, or our team didn't uh, retaliate didn't basically respond. didn't respond him at all.
1: and Andy, Andy Dalton as well both of them in that game I,
0: that's why I was I was, I was yeah. trying to Andy Dalton <laughs> so I said Dalton <laughs> uh, Andy Dalton that's the play that to me I think was Sealed 2020 altogether, but I think there was another play in that game that I that really showed me, oh, that the Washington football team they playing for blood, and we out here joking around. And that was when uh, linebacker Cole Holcomb came on the blitz and met Ezekiel Elliott in the A gap, and it was that's the first time I'd ever seen Zeke actually. Take like a molly whopping, and that was what it was. And um, it was—he wasn't trying to get to the quarterback. It was specifically about right. punishing Zeke. Disrespect. It, it was disrespect. And we have to return that man. We have <laughs> got to go to DC and get our league back because they. Physically impose their will on us, and so when we talk about them being third or fourth or whatever it is in as far as rushing is concerned, it's going to be important for us. And I know there's a lot that's been said about getting to the outside. We see the speed with Tony Pollard, and hopefully he's able to go uh, this week. But I think it's going to be very important that we establish in the trenches, line of scrimmage, tackle to tackle, a running game. It's just it's got to be uh, against this front instead of trying to run to the outside because they are tops uh, in next gen stats at runs that go to the outside so concentrating on the inside is going to be important and also i just feel like michael gallup michael gallup can be very impactful in this game because with their cornerbacks being spread all over with cd and also with amari cooper he's going to have some one-on-one looks
1: that that stat that you you just mentioned about going out outside and running outside the hash marks negative 70 yards on or uh On expected, against expected, and that's third best in the league, I think, uh, for the Washington football team defense. So they want to let you do what we've been talking about wanting to do. We've been wanting to get to the outside and not have to challenge a box straight up that has seven, eight men in it. Instead, you wanted to get to the edge. Think again. Don't do it because yeah. it's not going to happen against this team. And I, I know. I know.
2: confidence level of this game is a hundred. I know we're not you tomorrow yet, but I know his confidence is a hundred. It's a tostitos. We, it's a tostitos hundo. <laughs> if we don't, if we don't, if the Dallas Cowboys don't run for a hundred. What is what percentage is that? That confidence drop to? Uh, it doesn't doesn't. So you said 100, uh, regardless of 100, 100 yards on the ground. And the, and
0: the reason why it doesn't is because I think that Washington is foolish enough to continue to try and blitz and put pressure on Dak. Mm-hmm. And Dak has succeeded in the short throws. Okay. Yep. And we saw that against the Saints with getting the ball to the outside I with do. CD. Yeah. And those that's where a lot of our big plays came from, from y- Yak. Mm-hmm. And so with them trying to still present that pressure, and they've had success doing it against some of the best in the league so far. So I think they're going to do that. And, and Dak is number one. Uh, number Number two in the league in QPR on quick throws, and so that's and they suffer uh, with the quick passing. So when you talk about when you talk about the running game, and and you've you've alluded to, I've heard you allude to this before that sometimes those short passes
2: can double as Mm -hmm. a run, Mm -hmm. and so that's why that's why I don't panic. But if you're Ron Rivera and you know that Dallas is struggling running the ball, and you know that they want to get the ball out quick, do you not adjust and make sure that you press your guys up? Right, And so it really comes down to how much time does Dak have now to drop back and throw to receivers that could potentially beat their DBs. So do you you eliminate that? If you're Ron Rivera, do you eliminate that aspect of the game? and, And just like we just talked about, Dak. That's the, but that's the chess match yeah, that, that's yeah. going to happen uh, between Kelly
0: Moore and Ron Rivera, and I'm, I look forward to it because that's the same thing that that's the way the teams have been playing us over the last couple of weeks, and that's why you see that's why you're talking about Dak yeah. making those throws in those small window spaces, and we saw him make a throw like that that everybody's been talking about for yeah. the last week, the throw that he made to CD oh. on the hash mark with Lattimore on mm-hmm. him. So those are throws he's going to have to continue to make. Yep. He's going to have to continue to do those things. He's going to have to continue to throw guys. To Open uh, and so, like I, I personally see like guys like James Smith, Smith Williams on the edge uh, being a threat uh, for us. I also, you know, they have a guy uh, two hill uh, that all, J- Jonathan Allen. Yeah. These are big people, yep. but. At some point, our offensive line, as you talk about our running game and going into playoffs, how we're going to have any success is trying to establish the line of scrimmage. This is particularly important for a squad that you're going to see uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got, hey, you got to implement and initiate these
1: guys right now. Jonathan Allen could very easily have a Chris Jones type of game. Yes, he could. Very easily taking over. So just because Montez Sweat and Chase Young aren't on that defensive line, don't think that that Washington defense, that Washington front seven, is not <laughs> going to get any extra pressure on him. That you. is
2: a gift with Sweat. Hopefully, Prada, he's okay. Sure. And
1: adjust, But, Jesus, that is a huge Huge it was gift. probably a sigh of relief for yeah. a matchup standpoint yeah. for Cowboys out there. But kind of going back to what what Heckman was talking about, about blitzing and Washington being very blitz happy. Washington has blitzed on 32% of dropbacks this season. That's the fifth most in the NFL, and they've given up a 95 passer rating allowed. That's when not good. Blitzing, which is not very good. You better good. stop. <laughs> Dak Prescott this year, just for those wondering on a comparison, Dak Prescott a career high in completion percentage, a career high in yards per attempt, and a career high in passer rating. Oh, and an eight touchdown, one interception ratio against quick passes, or so on we, quick passes So we welcome this year. it. Welcome the blitz. But I think <laughs> – that's, you mentioned the chess match between Ron Rivera and Kellen Moore. I think that's even going to be a, a more juicy yeah. side of it, too, because if they back off of the Blitz, that's going away from what Washington does well. They yeah. would have to—but that, that's kind of the thing is Dallas is inviting that. So Washington's going to be the first one to give there and to back off from the blitz if they have to.
0: Yeah, they they're smart enough to show blitz and back off. They're like they're smart enough to show cover two, two yep. safety high, and it actually be one safety high. You see a lot of adjustments being made when you look at their cornerbacks. Kendall Fuller, I think is, I guess the one name that I really know and can concentrate on and watching him. Um, He's okay. He's I mean, he's – he's you know, it's not Revis Island, uh, but he's a guy that you can expose on the outside. And they yeah. give more yards than any team in the league to the X receiver, the guy on the outside. And yeah. so we got some really good Xs. We got some guys on the outside that can burn them down. And that's why I'm looking for these matchups to see, will they expose themselves on the back half uh, if Dak goes short? Pump fake and then goes up top on them. So that's when when the chess game. Uh, I just think that there are some really big plays that we can make on the outside. I'm looking to see uh, if we can expose
2: them. I agree, but I think Ron Rivera's. Uh, we'll see. I believe that Ron Rivera is a lot smarter than what what his what his stats are showing. Well, in terms
1: he's of continuing to do that. He, they've won four straight for a reason. Absolutely. They started two and six, Absolutely. and he so played Tom Brady just like
2: that. Yes, he did. So I mean, we will see. We will see. But I mean, these guys. I think I can, I foresee, right? If I have my little crystal ball, oh, a, you, get, you get you get the lottery, the lottery numbers out ball. of that yeah, no, way I <laughs> wish I need that. I, I foresee a lot of stunts. Our offensive line has struggled with stunts. Mm. In terms of deck in terms of us talking about him not being um not being confident and being able to sit in the pocket and he's not stepping up for whatever reason in the pocket and finding those seams where he can actually deliver the ball with confidence. I foresee a lot of stunts because it's creating a a, a dynamic where it really is like a a break in in the link. Where yeah. these were these, or these office alignment are no longer able to work as one unit. Um, and these guys are now creating these gaps by running these stunts. and I could foresee them blitzing, but blitzing one guy. I don't see them doing six, seven, eight man blitzes. Yeah. I foresee them doing five man, right? Four man rushing, one linebacker, mm-hmm. and really dropping everybody else out, right? And trying to get hands on guys at the line of scrimmage to not allow them to get down the field. That's if I'm Ron Rivera. That's what I'm doing against Dallas because I said the offensive line they still are not they're not all the way tied in and tapped in yet right so we're seeing issues that they're that they're they're having with stunts so let's go ahead and stun them up right I'm gonna send one extra linebacker because I do want to make sure we get some pressure on them mm-hmm. but I don't want to expose myself too much right so I want to I want to I want to heat them up just a little bit but I don't <laughs> I don't want to put my hand on the eye you know yeah. so I, 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 that, if I'm Ron Rivera that's the approach that I'm taking there's. With all these weapons, there should be nothing that shuts down Dallas. Let's just get that on the table. Yeah, But that's the, other, that's the approach that I would take. No, that's, I mean, hell, that's a hell of an approach,
0: especially for an explosive offense that you're trying to slow down. And if you're going to fool them dropping everybody out like that, obviously then you're dropping people out in the lanes that Dak is going to be trying to Correct. throw into. I think the other side of that is if you do that, I just turn around and hand the ball to Zeke. Yeah, <laughs> but, but,
2: but, that's, but that's the thing. That's what I'm saying? As Ron Rivera knows, they're struggling with that and mm-hmm. he knows Zeke doesn't have the burst. Zeke's not healthy. Zeke, even when he had lanes last week, wasn't toting that thing the way we know Zeke. He was gimpy. Yeah. He wants to. His mind's saying go. His body's saying no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and, then, and then if you know you don't have TP, as somebody that can follow that up and, and be that change that pace back. Right now, Ron Rivera's like, ah, we have the advantage.
0: Yeah.
2: We, we know you're wounded. You're a wounded. You're wounded right now.
0: Let me ask you this, man. As being a quarterback, um, and and the one problem that I've had with this offense, or just the offensive line coach, has been this carousel mm-hmm. that they've been doing with. All, I don't agree with it.
1: I I want to talk about that in the third segment. Okay, so can cool. we go ahead and take our yeah. second break? Because I would love to have that conversation. Because the Cowboys are getting all these weapons back. Dak is back. Ezekiel Elliott's healthy. Amari or Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, all of these guys on the field for the same time. But are we still okay with that offensive line? That's the biggest mm-hmm. question going into the break when we come back here on talking cowboys want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Esselor Lens, as you can see every exciting play, book an appointment at your local Esselor experts and see what Esselor can do for you. See more. Do more Esselor on Talking Cowboys. That was good.
0: I like it. And the bring and the bring back.
1: Mm, and you brought it right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah well Let's done. do it. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Standback. Chris Beam, Kyle Yeomans, glad you're with us. Happy to have Rob back tomorrow. But we've got one more segment here on this Thursday. Gentlemen, let's talk about this offensive line. Mm. It's not really the best topic of conversation for the Cowboys this year. It wasn't necessarily last year either. But there's not a ton of confidence up there right now. Mm. So, Ekma, you were asking a question. I want you to go through your question that you were asking a moment ago prior to the break. But ultimately, I'm looking at this as... Why is it a revolving door? Were you kind of right there with it? No,
0: I am. And that's my biggest question is asking the, the quarterback in the room if you had a situation where you're having to change out your offensive lineman. For you, when you're taking the snap and you're getting a snapshot of where everybody is, it's a trust thing for quarterbacks. Yeah. And if you were having a different guy at the position, like your right tackle is ever-changing, you're already dealing with your left tackle situation and your guard, would that change your mind state from a quarterback position uh, on how you go through your, your reads knowing that hey, the guy that I trusted that was here at first or the guy that I trusted over here, he's not there
2: anymore. Uh, would that change your mind state as a quarterback? I would say no uh, unless that individual was was constantly giving up pressures Mm. now if that individual if i have to keep my you know if i have to take my eyes from being downfield to now i'm so i'm looking at the corner of my eye because i need to know that this dude may or may not be giving up some pressure that would change my ability to read the read the coverage to be able to step up and diagnose where i need to be able to diagnose and deliver the rock accurately but Overall, I've I've had that happen before, and no, because you have so many other things to be worried about. You know, you're thinking about communicating to the offensive line. At that point, I think I would. T- you have to turn up your your communication to ensure that they, everybody's on the same page. Hey, someone's a 55s, Mike. Hey, we're th- We're going here. We're going Liz, Liz. We're going Rip, Rip. Whatever it may be, making sure that those guys understand where they're going, so that you know that you've at least given them the proper directions. Yeah. You know, and that you can go about your business. Now, if they fail to do what they need to do, you know, you slap them on the butt, give them a little love, and, and that's for Coach Philbin to take care of which we didn't have last week
0: right no, and the only reason I ask that is that, I, you know, I can only equate, I think, from a defensive standpoint of yeah. just knowing where everybody's going to be on the field. And if a guy is in there that I'm not familiar with, I haven't played with, that That kind of throws my train of thought yeah. off because if I'm going uh, on a blitz or, or through the A-gap and, and we're stunting together, I know the rhythm in which we do that and that may change yeah. from qu- for a quarterback. I couldn't even imagine playing quarterback yeah. because, hell, first of all, you got people coming at you yeah. and then you got to look up the field yeah. at the same time. But So that's why I asked that question. I think it's changed our offense tremendously uh by having this uh revolving door at the at the offensive line position and I, and that's one of the things that I hope I don't – like I know we were mad at Lael at for the beginning of the season Yeah. Right? I I understand right slap on but the wrist slap on the wrist and, and maybe you know it's a punishment I don't know what it is but at some point we have to agree that Lael is the best
1: option at right tackle Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that we all see that we I mean in the past based off of what he's done for sure but let's play a little game right here okay I've got a game for you guys mm. I need like some game it, show music <function> <laughs> so this is guess the pressure rate oh yes Chris Beam all right uh, guess the pressure rate what do you think in terms of in between let's say zero and five percent pressure rate. On Lyle Collins, right now this season, how much is he giving up pressures between um, zero and five percent? Zero and five percent. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where the number is. So I'm trying to say, so, like, like uh, between zero and five. Where do you think he's at? I give him two point seven. Two point seven. Okay. I'm gonna go three. A three. <laughs> okay. What about Terrence Steele? Two two. A two two. So you think he's better than than Lyle Collins Gross in that pressure. case? Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to go higher because
0: I already said that I think. Well, then, wait a no, minute. I'm wait. Try-
1: I could be backing you up here.
0: You could be, but then doo, 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 doo. I think he's better at the. don't no, 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 count me down. <laughs> 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 I, think I think Leo's better at the at run right now than maybe still is at pass. So okay. let me, that, that may be a problem. So, oh, God, I'm going to go uh, two.
1: Okay. Lyle Collins is giving up a 3.8 pressure rate at the moment. 3.8. Oh damn! Whereas Terrence Steele is at 3.5. Oh come on! So he's been a little (laughs) bit better this year, and that's (laughs) on more snaps too, because Lyle's played 365 snaps this year, and Lyle Collins played 714. So, consistency-wise, Terrence Steele is actually, from a statistical standpoint, and I'm not saying the numbers are everything. Mm-hmm. No, we know that on this nah. show, they know that on the other side of the building. Yeah, numbers are not everything, but the numbers there say that there's a potential. No, nah, I'm gonna go Isaiah, stand back on this one, man. I ain't gonna throw the
0: statistics <laughs> out the window because you you've seen you've got you've got a sample size of Steele and what he's done and. and it's a good problem. Mm. We, we feel good sure. about the future mm. of our tackle position because of Terrence Steele. Mm-hmm. I just think that Leo Collins going, missing him last year was big. We saw that, but I, I just believe he's so much stronger. And if you're going to establish the run, there are just things that he can do. He can be better in pass protection. That 3.8 is ugly. I didn't know that was what it Pretty was. Pretty ugly, yeah. That's ugly. Uh, but he's got to get
2: better in that. If you're Zach Martin, when, when Steele's in there versus when Collins is in there, who do you feel more confident about? Well Collins.
1: Why? Because of the Because continuity? of the past or
2: because of this year? I, I'm just hey man. I'm, I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year. Regardless, I take this is both of their first years in the league, right? And the only thing you're going off of is what they've shown you this year. Well, come on, Isaiah. No, you know, no, <laughs> No, no. no, 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 no. But, I know, I know. But this is when we start talking about the culture of the team. Right? Are we gonna base guys based up are we gonna judge guys based upon what they've done in the past or what have you done for me lately? I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna go. It's a what have you done for me lately okay. business. So I'm still if I'm if
0: I'm Zach Martin, I feel better with Leo Collins.
1: I wonder it's if true. I wonder if he's I, I'm sure this he's been a part of that conversation, right? He's had to be. Mm. Do you think they would include him on in that? It's conversation? a thought process for him, I could guarantee you that. I mean oh, yeah. when he steps into the line of scrimmage, you look over, he's like we can do this or we can't do this. I mean, it's like us coming into the studio and not having Rob Phillips. I mean, we're still going to have a fun show, but it's Rob not Phillips, is it's, not, it's not the same. Uh-uh. It's not. not it, there's a mindset deal with it. It's the same thing with with Zach Martin in the way that he has mm. a guy to it right. Let's just
0: say that this offensive line in, to, in, in totality is struggle. <laughs> right? yes. Let's go to the Chris Jones game and say, hey, even Zach Martin got some business in the Kansas City game.
1: Do we have to go to the Chris Jones No,
0: game? no, we got to because we we're saying that Jonathan Allen is the smallest size of of, of that man that gave us tr- trouble in the A-gap. Mm-hmm. We have to return to that. But I think the, the thing is is that we continue to, to pile on the running game and ask how can we get this thing reestablished without giving credence to the fact that we've been having different faces at the offensive line. That's all I'm saying. And I just think that continuity with Zach Martin and Biotish on the right side, I, I feel better about that. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, All right. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me with a high. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. That's it. All right. That's, that's how we're gonna I end the show. Just, <laughs> that's I mean, how we're
2: it's done. Like, it's, like, it's like the wife keeps buying you fresh pair, fresh packs of draws. You know what I'm saying? Like they did not, none of them are ever gonna get oh, broken. Are we going in. Back to the draws. Just the draws. Wasn't that a Terrence Steele conversation? Yeah, we talk about Steele, ain't we? <laughs> fresh pair of draws. You do you want to have the same
0: oh, fourteen
2: pairs of draws, or you want to have a fresh rotation of new ones coming, new packs?
0: But I think the fresh rotations
2: is the fresh, good. the fresh rotation. I want the I want the ones that are nice and broken in. The, the tiny lightest. We could have
1: said that with shirts. We could have said it <laughs> nah, with draws. Everybody right can the, relate to draws, <laughs> oh especially the fellas. You don't want those fresh
2: <laughs> draws. They got this. Anyways, next show.
1: Where is Tommy John? Where, yeah, where, exactly. We got to get our sponsorship in here. All right, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys for Chris Beam, for Heckma Harris and Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Join us tomorrow. We've got our Pickhams. We've got Big say it with your chest. Friday, we've got a special guest picker on the way. Lorena will join us tomorrow. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Cowboys. See you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!